Hello, and welcome to the Aviva podcast. It's the podcast that we make for our people, but we let anyone else listen in if they want to. So, if that's you, welcome. You are joining for a good one, and I hope you stick around until the end, because there's some powerful stuff coming later on. But later on is for later on. For now, let's come back to the present. Because by the time this episode comes out, it'll be Carers Week in the UK. It's the one week of the year where people come together to raise awareness of caring, to highlight the challenges that unpaid carers face, and to recognise the contributions that carers make to their families and to their communities. Given that this year's theme for Carers Week is visible, valued and supported, it felt right that we do what we can to give some of that visibility to our own carers community in Aviva. To show that carers in Aviva, that you, are valued, and that there's support there if it's needed. So that's why we spent some time talking to Martin, one of our executive sponsors of the carers community, about why this group of people is so important to him personally, but also to Aviva generally. We spoke to Natalie, one of our carers community co-chairs, about what kind of things the community does for our carers at Aviva, and why she gives so much of her time outside of her day job to help make that happen. And we spoke to Kofi, one of our carers at Aviva, to hear about his experiences caring and why he thinks the carers community at Aviva is so valuable. We'll meet with Natalie and Kofi later in the episode, but for now, let's introduce you to Martin. Martin O'Malley is our Group Chief Audit Officer. He sits on Aviva's Group Executive Committee and he's responsible for the management of our global internal audit function. Alongside that though, Martin is also the Executive Sponsor for the Carers Community. And he was kind enough to find some time in his busy diary to sit down with us and explain what being an Executive Sponsor means and why the Carers Community means so much to him. Hi, Martin. Thanks for joining us. Uh, just to kick us off, could you tell us what your role is in the carers community? So pretty much since I started, I've been a sponsor. So it was the first community that I selected to sponsor. And for me personally, it's just really important. I, I find carers are the unsung heroes of communities of the country. Sometimes carers don't even know that uh, they are carers. They take and absorb a lot of strain. They're really critical in the role that they play. They play multiple roles. And personally, my wife has played it quite recently, looking after a dad who's suffering from two forms of cancer, which is at a quite a progressed stage. And I think all of us at some stage in our lives are likely to be either carers or cared for. And so it's just a really important role that we play in life. And so what does an executive sponsor do? Can you give an example? Yeah, well, we meet with the champions and the leaders of the Carers Steerco, the committees that run the initiatives across the Aviva group. And there's various activities that they do. Lots of it culminates in Carers Week, so a, a culmination of a lot of activity to focus on particular things that may be of help or interest to carers. And as a sponsor, uh, myself and Adam Winslow, who's also a co-sponsor, we we try to help um, with the ideas. Uh, we we definitely support the initiatives that are going and, and try to keep people 
motivated and focused on that because it is hard and a lot of people are doing this on the back of very busy day jobs. And uh, we also try to, to, to help with some direction. I, I'm very much focused on data um, because once you know your carer's population, you can then start to, to find better ways of helping them and reaching out to them. So personally, I've spent a lot of time working with the leaders in the carers community to find ways in, we, in which we can encourage people to tell us about their situation. And so we can find ways like the, the carers policy that, that we can reach out to them and make people aware of the things that can help them and support them during some critical periods. So you used the word earlier, and I think you're right, that carers is probably one of the more unsung groups when it comes to inclusion. And it, it feels like Aviva really stands out by having a carer's community. Why is supporting this group so important to Aviva as a business? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. And I think you're, you're right that I think we are a standout company in terms of supporting that population. It's evident that carers make up a large part of our workforce. There have been so many carers that have been grateful to Aviva for some of the things and the support that have been provided, particularly during tough times. And as we move to and, and strive towards a more diverse and inclusive workforce and more representative of the customers uh, that we serve, I think it's really important that we continue that. And this is another facet of diversity, in my view, where there is a group of people that are doing a very important role for their families, for their friends, for their communities. They play a vital role in the workforce for Aviva and for our customers. You know, it's just something that we need to do to, to help them. I, I really do feel the stress sometimes that they carry. And so, yeah, I, I think it's great that Aviva have taken a, a leading position in this, and I think we'll continue to do so. What are your top three hopes for the carers community? Number one, I think accreditation, greater recognition um, nationally in terms of some of the things that we have achieved. Number two, I think we're trying to increase the population of people that we can help. I think there's more carers out there that don't fully appreciate that and probably are not necessarily aware of the support that can be provided. And number three, I think more, more broadly, I think it would be good if carers and non-carers uh, talk about this more because um, when you shine a light on something, I think it just helps with working through the stress of caring for people and trying to manage multiple things in your life, including your job. So those would be my top three. Is there anything that Aviva does right now that stands out and makes you think we're doing right by this group of people? You know, having it as a community is is probably the, the number one standout for me. And from that, it prompts a number of initiatives and activities. And from that has come the policies that we have to support carers. We have the Carers Week, which is going to be fantastic. And I've had a, a quick look at the agenda for, for the week. And I think it's going to be very helpful for a number of people and is delving into some of the mental health aspects of, of caring as well, which is which is fantastic. The, the, the thing that stands out for me is, is that we actually have a community, you know, and giving it that label and giving it a cohort brand, I think, is, is what helps the most. It's, it's actually identifying it as a population that we need to look after. So that was Martin O'Malley, one of our executive sponsors of the carers community. Now, though, we're going to head over to talk to Natalie, 
one of our co-chairs of the community, to find out a little more about what that means and what it involves. I'm Natalie Lee. I currently work in GI as a business improvement consultant and um, just started a new role looking after Aviva Zero, which is really exciting. So I am one of the co-chairs of the carers community, relatively new to this role too. And I have been working with carers actually since last year to help them plan and work with them to help communicate some of their activity. Thanks, Natalie. Uh, I can't think of anyone better to ask. What is the carers community's purpose? What's the community for? So the main purpose is to be there for our colleagues who have caring responsibilities, however broad they may be, to enable them to have the right conversations with their leaders, to have more flexibility around their working patterns. We have opportunities for them to use something called the workplace adjustment, which enables them to tweak their hours so that they can meet those responsibilities that they have outside of work. So, for example, if they're caring for an elderly relative and they may need to see to them at the start or the end of the day, we can look to flex that to allow them to do that. But we try to make it clear that many of us do have caring responsibilities. So, for example, we're very much focused around parents and helping them to recognise their role as a carer as well as a parent. And what does a co-chair of a community do? So basically, we have a steerco um, of great volunteers, and we're there to coordinate events across the community and share out wider across the organisation, which are specifically aimed at our carers. And we also work collaboratively across other organisations with their carers communities. Um, and we will feed into the wider diversity and inclusion work that we do within Aviva to share the events that we're doing and work with the other communities as well, because there's quite a lot of overlap, for example, with Avivability. So we like to share any events that we do and think of innovative ways that we can get the message out there, make sure that our people are aware of what's available to them, because a lot of people aren't aware. And it's a really fantastic company to work for when it comes to looking after our carers and recognising that they make a fantastic contribution to work, but they still need to be able to be available for the people that they're caring for. So what's keeping you busy at the moment? Well, it is a really busy time, exceptionally busy. So um, on the 6th of June is National Carers Week. So we have coordinated a week of events. We have also shared with some of our external partners. Um, And each day there will be an event which is targeting different elements of caring. Our focus for this year is very much around the parenting and caring approach. Um, So trying to draw in on parents' experiences as well. So for example, we have an event specifically for parents who are also carers for children and young adults with eating disorders. And that's a really difficult conversation to have. And we have pulled in for support from Avivability for this. And the idea is we can help people to recognise not just how they care for somebody in that situation, but also how they can recognise the signs and help signpost them to the right place. We have an event which we've linked in with um, our external carers, so with HSBC, Sainsbury's and National Highways, and we are holding an event on sleep deprivation, which might sound a little bit out there for carers, but the focus is around many people with caring responsibilities actually are often looking after people in their home who have poor sleep. Um, So, for example, Alzheimer's, children with um, additional needs, for example, autism, they don't have regular sleep patterns. And if you're a carer for one of those people, it can really impact your well-being because you're not getting 
the right level of sleep. So this is a fantastic event to help support those. So honestly, that sounds like an unbelievable amount of work and it's not your day job. So what's the reason that you wanted to make a difference for the carers community? Can you share what made you want to become a co-chair? I think in some ways I fell into it because I was already working with carers to help them with their communication and and look at different ideas. Um, And I I became quite passionate about the fact that there was such a great offering out there and so few people were tapping into it. Um, And so few people even recognise themselves as being a carer or think, well, that's just my lot. You know, I've, I've got to do this. I'll make it work when they don't have to struggle. There's there's ways we can support them and make life easier. And just being able to share all of that and listening to other people's experiences. And I've learned so much in just a few months from conversations with different people and and the way that they have to care for others and how it can impact them. And also when I talk to other leaders and they say, I didn't even know that I could offer my team that support. How do I do it? And and what does it mean? So it's just about spreading the word. So of everything that you and the carers community have done, is there anything that really stands out that you are particularly proud of? I would say, and I I can't actually take all the credit for it um, at all. Last year, we decided we wanted to kind of raise awareness um, back in November last year when we had Carers Rights Day. And we again celebrated with a week of events but we wanted to be a little bit different from the other communities and we set about creating a short video just getting some of the carers we knew of in the organization to share their stories we did it in a really short time scale I I really don't quite know how it happened thanks to some fantastic support um, and the film crew who got involved and we pulled it off and we got it on social media and I think that's the thing that myself and the rest of the community are proud of because it stands out. It's something that we can share over and over again. And it really gets the message out there of of what Carers does. Is there anything you wish that Aviva could do better when it comes to supporting carers? From my point of view, I think we do a really great job. I think perhaps a little bit more clarity when it comes to supporting parents. I know there's a big focus on parents who are returning from parental leave. There's a sense that they perhaps don't always get the support that they perhaps need, especially as a first time parent. They may may not feel that they have such a obvious career progression. They may have had to tweak the hours to adjust for childcare. So I think Yeah, perhaps a slight change of focus. So there's more awareness that caring isn't just about caring for an elderly relative. It's much bigger than that. And so many people just are almost unnoticed and unheard because they don't necessarily feel that they have a community. But this is what we're here for. We're here to give them the opportunity to chat to like minded people in the same situation where they can share experiences and even just have a bit of a vent just say, I've had a really bad week. This has happened. I don't know where to turn to. And I think that really helps people. I think you've kind of touched on it, but what's the one message that you would like to get out there to carers, whether they're in Aviva or not? I think the one message for me would be, don't be afraid to ask. Don't sit back and think you've got to put up with what you're putting up with. There's loads of people out there to help you. And the more you realize that and chat to people and go oh I didn't I didn't realize you had the same situation as me I think that's the main thing and I think make sure that leaders are educated as well around what supports available for their teams so that was Natalie one of our community co-chairs
and we're going to hear a little bit extra from both Natalie and Martin before the end. But now it's time to talk to Kofi. Kofi's a member of the carers community and, well, I'll, I'll let Kofi introduce himself. So yeah, my name is Kofi. I'm 27. I'm a Gemini. It's Gemini season as well. So um, yeah, I'm kind of in my element at the moment. I'm one of 20 plus siblings, which is an interesting fact people are sometimes surprised about. Worked at Aviva for just over three years now uh, within the pensions department. I'm the, the person our customers talk to on a, a first-hand basis. We speak with our employers, with employees, with their FAs. Very, very varied. And every day is a school day, essentially. Thanks, Kofi. Uh, would you mind sharing a little bit about what brought you to the carers community? Um, why is it important to you? I was big in the the DNI space anyway, especially since BLM and my leader at the time mentioned the different communities that Aviva represent, which I didn't really have any sight on, to be honest, with the role that I do. Um, I could align with several of the communities uh, as well, but the carers community was the most profound, the most kind of had that emotional connection with it simply because of what I was doing outside of work. If you are comfortable with it, would you mind sharing what that situation was? So my nanan took sick initially about six years ago. She was just very wearer and just drowsy and she's always been quite an active person. She just lost a lot of weight. So we took her to the hospital and it turned out that her diabetes had got quite bad. So um, her blood sugar had just kind of rocketed and they were struggling to get it back down. And we, we had that conversation with the, the doctors at the time, just saying that, you know, she's at this age, you kind of would expect that natural decline. And it was kind of just that conversation of, okay, she's kind of reaching the end of her, her life type thing, which we was gutted about, but we understood it essentially. She had good innings. While we was there as well, they give us a, a home care kit to treat her diabetes. So we went there with a, a ill nan and we came out with a, a getting better nan with also a, a home care kit, which um, had a diabetic needle. It had blood sugar checker. It had all kind of insulin and medication and stuff, which was a bit daunting, but, you know, they, they showed us how to do it. So when we got back and we went through kind of all of that home care and um, I learned how to stick needles in a stomach to inject insulin also to check up blood sugar and um, blood sugar levels each day. We noticed that her memory and just her mental health was just on a decline. She was just a bit confused, a bit delirious, um, and it progressed Slowly at first, it kind of started by noticing signs of her just losing things or um, not cooking the way that she used to cook. And then it materialized into kind of extreme mood changes and sometimes just not being as mobile as she, she generally was. So we had assessments and she did get the diagnosis of dementia. Throughout the years, it obviously got worse. It's debilitating. It's something that it's not nice to witness, but um, we managed it. We kept her at home as well. We didn't want her in a care home just because we liked that proximity. And even though she didn't recognise the house that she'd been in for 60 plus years, it was nice that she was in familiar surroundings and with familiar people. Ultimately, that was something that was very important to me. And I suppose about three years into that with my nana, my granddad started getting sick with kind of prostate issues and um because of those prostate issues, he had to have a catheter. And again, he was a very active person. So that kind of hit him quite hard, that he couldn't do all the things that he used to be able to do. And he struggled immensely with the fact that his wife was 
had this dementia diagnosis and she didn't always recognize him and they couldn't have the conversations and the banter that they, they used to have and that hit him quite hard and that caused him to have depression and severe depression to kind of comprehend all of the changes that was going on. He really struggled to, to watch that. That had a massive impact on my granddad towards the kind of end of his life, if you like, when his depression got quite bad, he stopped eating, he stopped taking his medication and COVID hit which was kind of the worst timing for us all and for him. And he ended up catching COVID. Um, and that's ultimately what, what took him, really. And at those times, that's something that you, you couldn't visit people. So I was the only person that was able to visit, essentially, which was obviously tough being in a COVID ward. And it was just just him and me. But you just do what you you can. He he passed and it wasn't a, a passing that, that he deserved, really. Um, COVID, it's, 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 it wasn't nice to witness. And also being on my own and doing that with him was something that is quite hard hitting. But yeah, I got through it and I had to kind of just do a quick turnaround and still look after my nan ultimately as soon as that all happened. And she definitely noticed my granddad not being there even if she wasn't able to articulate it in the best way. She would forever call his name out. She would forever talk about, at the start it was his name, George. Then it was my husband. Then it was that gentleman. Then it was that person. So it slowly, slowly disappeared. But she always had an inkling that there was somebody missing. And throughout COVID kind of easing and regulations going, my nana's dementia just naturally declined. And um, she was a fighter. Like She was the matriarch of the, of the house. And, and when she passed, it was just me and her. And they passed in quite close proximity for about 18 months within each of us. The hardest part of the, the whole caring journey for me was probably the, the end of life care for so many reasons, whether it's COVID, whether it was being on my own, whether it was the guilt after knowing if you did the right thing, said the right thing, fought the right thing. That's something that is quite hard hitting and sticks with you massively. But I'm at the other side of it now, I suppose. And it's all about kind of remembering those great moments and looking back at those pictures and videos and just cherishing all of the, the special and um, great moments that I had with Emila. So that's what I do on a, on a daily. And yeah, that brings me some kind of joy while I'm just piecing my life and my time back together. The, the community was a massive help at that time, as well as just Aviva's whole kind of compassionate leave and policy and my leader and my leader's leader just kind of understanding what my needs were at that time so I was very open and honest and just candid about the whole situation which is important in itself and I think because I had that open dialogue and because I was so comfortable having that conversation with the the culture that we've managed to build I suppose in the past year that helped massively in terms of me being able to do everything that I needed to do in that stage of things. So yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for, for the carers community as well as Aviva and the whole leave policy that they've got because it could have been a situation that was that could have played out completely differently and there could have been a lot of hurdles and, and um, walls up. But if anything, they rolled out the red carpet and there was, there was very flexible and there was very kind of compassionate with the whole situation. So yeah, I'll, I'll be forever grateful and hopefully it's something that I don't have to go through again. But if I do, I'll be very com confident and comfortable with the fact that there won't really be any issues. Uh, hi, it's me in the future in the editing room right now. 
Uh, I just wanted to take a moment aside to thank Kofi for sharing so openly there. Uh, I said it at the time, but it's struck me again just now while listening back. So I'm just going to stop for a second here and say thank you again, Kofi, for sharing your story. I didn't want to breeze past it into the next question, but speaking of which. Hopefully it's something that I don't have to go through again, but if I do, I'll be very confident and comfortable with the fact that there won't really be any issues. So could you tell me a little bit about how the community works? So do you share stories or advice with each other? How does it all work? I was a bit confused how it worked myself, to be honest. I mean, generally because community, the other word community, can be um, thrown about a bit loosely. It can be a bit hierarchical and unbalanced. Um, but we collaborate really well, to be honest. Um, there's a, a wide range of people within our community who have different caring experiences and they're also scattered around the business as well. So that helps with kind of range and reach. So it's not just about sharing stories with each other, but it's elevating each other and those stories and also mapping out checkpoint dates throughout the year as well so that we can capitalise really on bringing awareness to the community and what we're trying to do and really being ambassadors about that. We're also constantly coming up with fresh ideas to bring carers to the forefront. Um, I can't lie, we are a little thin on the ground, um, but the team is made up of some amazing people, some some real powerhouses that I've, um, I've learned a lot from in, in my time with them. So yeah, forever growing, forever learning. And it's it's been really good so far. Do you want to name drop any of those powerhouses? So Lee Innes, I, I've, I've got to give him a massive shout out. He's just a fountain of, of knowledge. She was very welcoming with me. And Molly House is just wicked as well. Like she is, when I say powerhouse, she's an absolute powerhouse. She puts together all kinds of things just on a whim. So eloquent and articulate. I'm generally just a bit buzzed whenever she says words over three syllables, but she does it with, with ease. Um, and Natalie Lee as well, who you spoke with, she's um, a wicked individual. And I just love the meetings that we have. I learn so much. I never come away from a meeting feeling deflated or anything. It's more so I feel energised. So it's, um, yeah, it's a really good team and I really enjoy spending time with them all. Is there anything in particular that stands out as something you think the community has done really well? I don't want to be sat under the fence here but I feel like everything we do and everything we've put out has been equally impactful if you were to ask me um, there's some things that will of course resonate with more people and hence may get a bit more um, popularity um, but numbers don't really equate to importance if you like and and one thing I suppose that does fall into the front for me is the deeper understanding of the carers policy that Aviva have um, it's helped me tenfold, to be honest, and it really reinforces kind of individual circumstances. It's not a, a kind of necessarily one size fits all. It, it is kind of malleable. I've advised other people of the policy, how it works, and I know that they've gone on to use it and speak to their managers about it as well. So it's a huge bonus in terms of having that insight from a different angle of the business because um, I've never been exposed to that that kind of thing before ever it's just really being kind of speak to customers on the phone but I suppose I've got that kind of background knowledge now which is which is very helpful and it allows me to share that with some of my localized team and do you have a message to other carers out there who might be listening 
Um, first and foremost, if you're listening and you're wondering if you're a carer, you probably are in some kind of capacity. I'd say um, look after yourself as best as you can as well. Only your best self can give your best self. And as hard as it can be sometimes, just hold on to the good moments um, in sometimes a very volatile environment, depending on your individual circumstances as well. Um, know yourself outside of that carer role too. Don't let it cloud your goals and perspectives or opportunities or anything that you, that you might have for yourself. And take plenty of videos and snap some pictures and make the most memories because at some stage it's it's all we're left with and you can really look back on that and kind of cherish it forever. Uh, is there anything that you think Aviva does well right now in supporting you and the other members of the carers community? So well Aviva is massive so we've got a whole budget which um, allows us to plan out and put events together. We've got scope really to do and share whatever we like within reason on on so many different platforms, whether it's Yammer, whether it's Teams, whether it's via email. We all know Aviva's huge, but the fact that the intersectionality as well, I suppose, between all the communities is is pretty frictionless, says, says a lot as well. So that kind of proves that behind the scenes that they do really work hard to make sure that each of those communities are really supported and really have that time of day. So Aviva do really well in giving us that platform and really... Um, allowing the carers community to be its own entity. Carers aren't anything that people really speak about. If you're not directly aligned with anybody that's been a carer or if you don't look after somebody yourself. So um, it's just bringing a bit of noise to something that is a bit underrated, if you like. So I've either do really good in making a bit of noise for the underrepresented. And there's always room for improvement, right? So where would you like to see us improve? So I mentioned kind of being a bit light on the ground. So carers is a very small part of people, but it's a bit of an umbrella term, which does encompass people that might not consider themselves carers, I suppose. So I think maybe clearer comms around carers, as well as including parents as well. Like we've got some so many amazing families here at Aviva. We see little snippets of those on Yammer or wherever it may be with people sharing their personal stories. And whether it's a preconceived rhetoric that parents aren't carers, I'd love to sway that a bit and just create this army of carers slash parents that just unite and educate and can join forces and, and really kind of, yeah, support each other and put out the most content we possibly could it's not one dimensional at all there's there's so many things that care being a carer encompasses and um parents do an amazing job and it's something that would definitely improve i suppose the community if they were kind of to, to join forces with us as well so um yeah it'd be really good to to join forces like i said and, and hopefully collaborate in some way in the future and last question what's the one thing that you wish more people understood about being a carer I suppose it, it does kind of latch on to, to what I previously said, but it's it's not one dimensional. Again, it is sometimes something that is temporary. Sometimes it's something that people do for all of their life. Sometimes it can be an intermittent responsibility. You can be part of any cohort and be a carer. Um, one main thing I wish people understood is that it definitely sticks with you. And what I mean by that is that it's not easy and, and plain sailing in all circumstances which calls for, for a bit of patience sometimes as you can be exposed daily to, to things that can be quite extreme so yeah it's it's not always 
that simple cup of tea and a chat on a Saturday or anything it it can entail and for the most part it does entail a lot more so yeah it's just that understanding that it's not that happy dappy rainbow marshmallow kind of environment it can be a lot more that comes under that care bracket I suppose. I actually fibbed about that being the last question. I asked Kofi, Martin and Natalie all the same question at the end of our interviews and that was can you give me one word that describes the carers community for you? Compassionate. I think I'm going to have to go really obvious with this, but I think it's got to be caring because what else could it be? Resilient. Resilience, my word. I suppose I'd just say that and I wouldn't really need to elaborate much. So resilient and I'll, I'll drop the mic on that. And what better place to close than with a mic drop? I just want to take a moment to thank all three of my guests, Martin, Natalie and Kofi. And an extra moment to thank you for listening. If you want to find out more about Carers Week and you're an Aviva employee, then check out Aviva World or the Carers Community Yammer Group. If you're not an Aviva employee, you can check out our show notes on aviva.com.